0: Welcome to Hitched on the Astral, the place where dating and astrology meet. I'm Lucy Porter, and astrology is my love language. I'm here to help you ramp up your love life through translating the secrets buried in your birth chart. babes welcome to season 2 of Hitched on the astral the Hotline this season I'll be speaking to 10 callers over 10 weeks and exploring the 10 main astrological planets to see how they affect your love sex and dating life. whether my callers are single or in a relationship they all share one thing in common. They have an itch which they want scratching and they believe that their birth chart can help them unlock the relational secrets that they are so craving and this is where I come in handy as their astrological agony aunt, their sexual fairy godmother, whatever. Now I always say no birth time no booty because babe trust me when I say you've got to know your own birth chart inside out first before you start spying on your crushes. Truly, it starts with you. And just like that, I think my phone is ringing. Hello? Hi, Lucy. Hi, who is this? This is Amira. Okay, babe. So tell me, what is your problem? How can I help you?
1: So... I am trying to understand what it is that I'm putting out there that's attracting one type of thing, which is um, kind of like a carnal desire from others Mm. and nothing more. So how can you help me out? And what advice do you have in terms of me moving forward and avoiding that?
0: (laughs) Well, that is a great question, my darling. And I think that it's very relatable. So you're born on the 29th of September. 12.15pm. Okay, so you are very much a Libra with a Pisces moon and a Mercury in Libra and a Jupiter in Libra. So lots of Libra, lots going on. So I suppose what I get the sense of with your chart kind of immediately is there's this dissonance between your Sun in Libra, which is very externally focused and sparkly and... Um, self-contained and independent and cruises through life and makes a big impression next to your moon in Pisces which is introspective and sensitive and deeply seeking like nurture and connectivity I wonder how that shows up for you that kind of inner and outer relationship between what how the world receives you and what you put across, which is very true, but also that core need, which is a lot more sensitive.
1: Well, I definitely think people see the Libra first and I perhaps don't allow for the Pisces to come out. as obviously when I'm first interacting with people. So um, in a lot of ways, whilst it's the energy, it's also the aesthetic that they get um, and latch on to, I suppose.
0: Do you feel like sometimes people have a preconceived idea of, of who you are and what you're about?
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I think, um, I'm not sure exactly what the preconceived notion is in its entirety, but I definitely pe- think people have that. Um. And if not that, I have been told that I uh, can't be read
0: <laughs> quite a few times. So I feel like that's your Mars in Scorpio. Just has yeah. a Scorpio Mars in the eleventh house, which is just like the ultimate kind of. You walk into a space and people are like, "Who is this detective that I want to date?" And I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Um, I think that pulls them in more mm-hmm. um, and it fe- it definitely feeds into that that Libra element I think of just being this very you know I'm using a quotation marks like interesting <laughs> unique like mysterious <laughs> being so um, yeah I don't think people really get to the core of me. <laughs>
0: No, no, because I, I think that having your moon in Pisces and your moon is on your IC, so the IC is the marker of the fourth house and it's traditionally the darkest point of the chart. It's like, um, we almost see it as like underground where you have roots and where you carry a lot of unconscious feelings and thoughts. That, you know, having your moon in Pisces, the last sign of the Zodiac, literally like the wizard shaman spirit Sitting in the darkest part of the chart, the depth of you is kind of um, enormous. I mean, you basically couldn't be any deeper with the wisdom of your heart. So you're holding and assimilating all kinds of information, probably in your dreams and unconsciously and for other people, probably even for your dates. <laughs> so I imagine that it's really important for you to have a lot of space, a way to process what you're picking up from people especially in the dating scene
1: yeah completely I find myself absorbing other people's and just their energy mm. um and it does take me a lot of time actually to come away from that and understand what the situation is <laughs> even even when there's nothing to understand <laughs> there's always something to understand babe yeah this is true this is true <laughs>
0: um I do feel like a little bit of a creature creature of the deep (laughs) oh my god that is perfect yeah Yeah, you're a creature of the deep and you know you're definitely like a past life psychic I mean that just goes without saying but you know how do you then apply these like abstract mystical concepts to just day-to-day life like getting a partner getting a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever And I think that it's really interesting for you. The way your chart is laid out, it's very externally focused. So I know that you have this desire to have a long-term relationship and just to choose the right person and they be great and you just knuckle down and get on with it. But it kind of, your chart isn't really organized like that. There's a real propensity in this chart for trial and error. It's like, it's important for you. To meet a lot of different people and get to know the versions of yourself and how that changes through dating and through meeting lots of different types of people from different walks of life and different occupations and different whatever, to see how it how it affects you. Um, it's interesting, we were just, I was just referencing this before that I feel like if you asked me where am I going to meet? the person like should we call them the one Amira Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's call them the one let's go for (laughs) it let's just let's just throw all of our toys out the pram if you were going to say to me where will I meet the one I would tell you that you would meet them around your community so your ideal person is someone that you will meet in your day-to-day life like someone who is in the nearby coffee shop every day or walks their dog in the park next to you or the milkman or the butcher. I mean, God knows what, but for you, you have your Saturn in your third house. Okay. And if we're looking for traditionality, if someone's looking for a long-term relationship, if they want to settle down, if they want to do that whole palaver, the Saturn placement is super, super important because it tells you a lot about, um, your anchorage and the discipline and what you need. And for you, your Saturn is sitting in the house of your local community and the people in your world. And I think it's probably really easy for you having a Venusian, very Libran chart to meet people. And I imagine people notice you and you're kind of magnetic to lovers, So it's just about putting yourself in places where you can begin to build trust with people. I think that's such a key word for you is that trust to let someone in.
1: Yeah. Trust is uh, something I don't feel often Mm. (laughs) when people say it'd be interesting to kind of like build that up
0: Mm. over time. (laughs) I think a lot of like trust issues come from unpredictability. You know, you meet people online and you see them once a week and you don't know when they're going to respond or when you're going to see them again, that we can build up a lot of mistrust just on a practical level rather than an emotional level. You know, back in the day, you dated people who lived in your neighbourhood, so you'd see them every day. And there was probably just that trust of um, someone's presence that I think would be a really healing avenue for you is almost dating in more of an old school way you know just hitting on all your neighbours babe (laughs) (laughs) I mean you know (laughs) I'll try (laughs)
1: Um, I think uh, I kind of like that old school I want to try to have that old school approach to things Um, Mm -hmm. but it, it, it just it speaks to that word of like it's stability um, just building something up that isn't the unknown <laughs> with an app and as you said as you said before just not knowing when someone's going to reply when someone's going to see you again um, quite often they don't in my my case
0: yeah so. I mean that's just the world of the internet it's just so easy to ghost but you know it means that yeah, lots of people have real issues with trust because of it. I would say to you that if you wanted like a hitched on the astral homework, mm-hmm. that I would begin to locate yourself like in time and space in your area. I would delete the apps. If you use the apps, I would delete them for a few months, a couple months and begin to explore meeting people in real life. Even if that is having a coffee and going sitting down next to someone who thinks attractive and just having a chat and beginning to restructure and reformulate how you're willing, tell the universe how you're willing to meet someone, like this is how I'm going to meet someone because this is actually in alignment for you in terms of your chart. I
1: like that. I like the challenge. Okay, (laughs) challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Can you be walking around my area now just
0: yeah, <laughs> scouting a, people out? A big piece of rose quartz and yes. yeah, a penetrating gaze for all available <laughs> suitors.
1: Which is great because they have massive
0: eyes. <laughs> you do, beautiful eyes. Thank you. <laughs> okay, my darling. Well, I can't wait to hear all about how you get on. I wish you all the luck in the world. And so much love.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for this. It's been such an honor to be able to speak to you and get this advice. So yes, thank you. Love your work too. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Oh, what a
0: great call with Amira. Venus is such an interesting planet because it is the planet of receptivity, of relating, beautifying, adorning, opening, magnetizing. It's your nail polish color, your phone case, how you take your eggs, your coffee order. It's your lingerie, your yoni egg, your turquoise ring, the wallpaper you have in your bedroom, how you like your birthday cake. It's your aesthetic, divine feminine, your inner Grecian goddess, your juicy empress. Your Venus placement shows you how you like to receive, how you prefer to receive. Knowing your Venus placement is so important because it quite literally shows you what what you receive, how you receive, what opens you, what gets inside of you, what do you allow in. This is so vital in love because to truly let someone in, well, it's to invite somebody out of our hallway and up to our bedroom. Some examples of how Venus can show up in different signs could be, as examples, a Venus in Aries, I need to receive spontaneity to feel love. Your Venus in Libra, I need to receive flexibility to feel love. Sagittarius, I need to receive freedom to feel love. Capricorn, I need to receive investment to feel love. I advise you to really explore your Venus sign and begin to understand what you like to receive in order to feel love. Because once you know what it is that you want to receive, you can then begin to go about asking for it. What a busy day at my love desk. Thank you so much for listening, my darlings. And remember, no birth time, no booty. See ya.